Hi, this is Dave Kale. I have a question for you. Should uh, Christian business people continue to sit on the sidelines in the culture wars? You know, a recent uh, survey confirmed a trend that is of incredible impact, and the trend is this. The United States of America has gone from a predominantly Christian population to a country now where Christians are less than 50% of the U.S. population. This trend, uh, which has been gaining strength over the past 20 years, is just one of the factors that have coalesced into what is now often characterized as culture wars. The term refers to the growing polarization of the country. On the left, the left side of the spectrum generally supports abortion, even infanticide. They, they support big government solutions to all sorts of issues, open borders, and recently, evidently, socialism. On the right, the right side of the spectrum are those who support conservative and often traditional Christian positions. Typically, they're pro-life and pro-constitution. These folks uh, generally support lawful immigration, strong military, and the rule of law. The polarization, this polarization pushing people into either extreme has ushered in a new era that is ominous for Christians. The increasingly vocal left wing often attempts to marginalize Christians, making use of uh, social media and the cable news stations. They routinely portray Christians as intolerant and uneducated. Christians who are visible and verbal about their beliefs are routinely demonized. We've all seen the negative comments made about Chick-fil-A, for example, uh, because of its Christian values. And despite the worldwide growth in Christianity, persecution of Christians has increased, and the radical Islamists have made Christians the most persecuted religious group in the world. So, you know, it's easy for North American Christian business people to look at these trends and sort of dismiss them. Our businesses exist in a world that seems light years away from the heated rhetoric of the cable stations. A, a common thought is this, you know, quote, the, the, the atheist leftists are in Washington, they have nothing to do with my business, end quote. Or here's another one, a common thought, all this noise and conflict is just the media trying to attract viewers with sensational and outlandish stories. It's got nothing to do with me and my family. And, the, and those are very common thoughts. And there may be a grain of truth in those ideas. The moment when these trends hit home, however, is just around the corner. You recall that the Obama administration mandated that businesses, regardless of their ethical positions, had to provide free contraceptives to their employees. Now, that had the potential to touch almost every business. You may also recall that the IRS under the Obama administration routinely delayed applications from conservative groups who were applying for nonprofit status. Remember Lois Lerner, the IRS uh, executive uh, who uh, took the Fifth Amendment in her testimony before Congress? Now, if you are one of those people trying to form a conservative nonprofit organization, the culture wars were impacting you in a dramatic way. Recently, a number of state governments have acted to remove foster children from the faith-based organizations who place them on the grounds that they prefer to place children in a family with the father and mother 
that's that's the position of faith-based organizations. And because they hold that position, a number of state governments are removing foster children children from those organizations. Well, uh, while the contraceptive provision was eventually overturned because a Christian business challenged it, it hasn't discouraged the left-leaning politicians in Washington from encroaching on Christian culture. Uh, recently, for example, House of Representatives passed a bill mandating that high schools across the nation allow males to complete in to compete in female sports if they tell them that they're a female when they're a male. Armed guards now patrol the hallways of high schools, park outside, church services. Streets in San Francisco and Los Angeles are littered with spent hypodermic needles and human feces. The point is this, the culture wars are, inten are intensifying and our culture is descending into an ever darker place. What was seen as decadent just a decade ago has become routine today. For example, you may recall that Obama originally opposed gay marriage. And despite the terrorist attacks of 9-11, today we have a radical Islamist on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Imagine that. The sad truth is that Christians are losing ground in the culture wars. If your business and your family has not yet been impacted, wait just a little bit. The dark word slide of the culture will eventually touch you. Well, how do we get here? You know, look around. It's not hard to find culprits. You can point to the progressive tilt of Hollywood. You know, that's a contributing force. So, too, the radicalization of the news media. You know, the, the left's overreaction to uh, Trump's rhetoric has certainly contributed. So, too, has the censorship of conservative conversation in Facebook and other social media. And add uh, to that emphasis in many of our colleges of left-wing philosophies and the abandonment of the commitment to teach college students how to think instead of what to think. Add, add to that the sense of entitlement on the part of younger generations who it seems are abandoning independent thought so they can follow the herd. You know, the list can go on and on. For purposes of this article, however, I want to point out two major contributors to the dark word slide in the culture. The first is the impotence of the institutional church system, and second is the indifference of the Christian business community. I'm going to talk about the institutional church system first, just a few words. Now I realize, I realize this is a radical thought for the vast majority of cultural Christians. You know, no one wants to question or criticize your local pastor, uh, but, but someone somewhere must think clearly about this and ask some important questions. Regardless of your feeling about your local pastor or the friends that you made at the local church, the unvarnished truth is that the institutional church as a nationwide institution, a nationwide system, has proven itself to be impotent to slow down the cultural slide. In the last 20 years, the system of church buildings, 
pastors, denominations, worship services, programs, etc., which we all know is, quote, church, unquote, has spent over $530 billion on itself and has not increased the percentage of Christians in this country. In fact, it has watched the decline in the percentage of Christians. It has failed in its stated mission of spreading the gospel and multiplying the number of disciples. If it were at all effective, we would have a higher percentage of Christians in this country, not a smaller number. Look, look at it from an objective, common sense perspective. If there were a business enterprise that burned through 530 billion dollars over the last 20 years and actually lost market share, what would we do with it? We would immediately put it out of its misery and look for an alternative. We'd recognize that there's something deeply flawed in the model and that a new logo or a new branch somewhere or a younger branch manager would not be the solution. That would be our response to any other enterprise that performed like the institutional church system. Yet few people even question the institutional church model. Instead, you know, we focus on the, on the, on the details. Oh, we have a new worship leader or a better youth minister or let's come up with a clever church name. You know, instead of looking at the heart of the problem. It's the model itself. We'll we feel better arguing about the most superficial marginal issues. We want more modern music, a better AV system in the auditorium. We want a younger, more hip youth pastor. All of these are inconsequential and superficial. It's like changing the color of the curtains in a home whose foundation is cracking. If the institutional model could have impacted the culture and increased the percentage of Christians, it would have. It spent $530 billion presided over the decline in Christian culture. It's important to impact the culture and increase the kingdom. It's impotent. It's impotent to impact the culture and increase the kingdom. And if you want to dig deeper in this, if you want to dig deeper in this, uh, consider my book, Is the Institutional Church Really the Church? It's, wherever, it's on Amazon, our website, and so on, wherever books are sold. Is the Institutional Church Really the Church? Now, this article, though, is not particularly about the institutional church system, but rather about one of its products. And one of its products are Christian business people who are content to sit on the sidelines. So that brings us to the second contributor to the slide and decline and darkward movement of our culture, and that is the indifference of the Christian business community. Let me repeat that. The indifference of the Christian business community. Now, granted, there are some Christian businesses who are not afraid to verbalize their core values. Hobby Lobby, for example, filed a lawsuit to challenge the Obama administration's mandate that employers had to provide contraceptives to their employees. Chick-fil-A, for example, is unabashedly Christian, and the world knows it. But despite these few exceptions, the overwhelming majority of Christian business people have chosen to remain on the sidelines, removed from active participation in the culture wars. They maintain these positions. See if this doesn't sound familiar. Number one, 
Business and faith don't mix. That's a position a lot of Christian business people hold. Or, number two, I go to church on Sunday and do business on Mondays. There's no connection between them. Or, my Christianity is defined by how active I am in the church, not by my behavior in the marketplace. Those are positions that a lot of Christian business people maintain, and it's too bad. The vast majority of Christian business people have not risen to the challenge, opting instead to adhere to a comfortable form of Christianity, which asserts that Christianity is about church and business is something totally different. These Christian business people are pious about church while reviewing their business as secular. Unfortunately, all of these positions function to provide a pass from responsible engagement in the culture wars. Their consciences are pacified as they cling to one of these positions described above. The, the separation of Christianity from the marketplace is one of the greatest lies in the history of Christianity. Let me repeat that. This separation of Christianity from the marketplace is one of the greatest lies in the history of Christianity. In addition to being anti-biblical, it has caused millions of people across generations and locations to live their lives outside of the loving touch of God's providence expressed through contact with genuinely Christian businesses. By maintaining that position, millions of individuals who may have been touched by the light of a Christian comp company were not. By keeping the light of a Christian business hidden under a basket, we have effectively relegated a huge army in the culture wars to the sidelines. The genesis of this idea has been, of course, the institutional church, which has for generations and still today holds that there's something special and holy about their buildings, their people, and their institutions. The institutional church says, since our work is special, yours is ordinary. Since our work is set aside, yours is nondescript. Since our work is sacred, yours is secular. That is, of course, garbage. It's a man-made doctrine designed to keep the power and money in the religious establishment. God says that all our work is ministry if we do it for the Lord. Here's Colossians 4.23, quote, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a, as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. There is a movement, though. God is orchestrating a movement to change that way of thinking. The Business as Mission movement is now a couple decades old and has influenced thousands of business people and is now morphing into business as ministry, which recognizes that business has a primary role to play in the expansion of the kingdom. Dozens of books have been written, uh, national and international conferences have been held and are being held, local business groups have formed all over the country, dozens of websites support the movement and bloggers and podcasts, podcasters articulate the details. We have a newsletter called Building Biblical Businesses that you can subscribe to free that, you know, is part of that movement. The movement to recognize business as ministry is well entrenched and growing rapidly. With just a few minutes of time invested in a Google search, 
An interested person can identify dozens of resources devoting to helping businesses grow and increase increasing their spiritual impact. Look at check out the webpage, the Biblical Business Resource Center. For example, the Biblical Business Resource Center. Now these conversations are public, they're accessible, and the resources are numerous. The movement is growing. So here's a couple questions to ask yourself. How much longer do you think your business and your family will remain unscathed by the culture wars? Number two, if you've been content to sit on the sidelines of the culture wars and keep your business separate from your Christianity, isn't it time you considered an alternate approach? Now here's some options. If you think that you may want to explore the possibility, here are a few exceptions. Number one, pray. Begin to ask God to take you on this journey and to move you one step at a time to a position of a closer relationship with Him and a more impactful business. Number two, expose yourself to ideas within the movement. Visit the webpage, the Biblical Business Research Center. That's a good start. Uh, check out some of the resources on the recommended resources page on that website. Subscribe to the Building Biblical Business Newsletter. Uh, view the, uh, listen to the Christian Business Insights, of which this is one. So there's some, there's some uh, resources. Begin to avail yourself of those resources. Number three, find a local group of Christian, people, uh, Christian business people and begin to rub shoulders with others that have the same mind as you. Almost every city and location have some. You just have to you know, talk about it a little bit and you will find them. They're everywhere. Number four, if you'd like to gain a more objective analysis of where your business is relative to other businesses on the spectrum of a biblical business, there's a free download, the Biblical Business Self-Assessment. Biblical Business Self-Assessment. Look it up. It's on, the, uh, it's on the website. It's a free download. Use it to guide your development. It is time. It is time. You can no longer afford the luxury of sitting on the sidelines. The culture wars have, are, and will impact your family and your business. It's time to step up and join the battle. Okay? That's it. We're done. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Dave again. I just want to take a second and offer you an opportunity to investigate a local group, or not a local group, a group of uh, Christian business people. I have uh, two groups. Uh, we call them CBIG. That's an acronym which, which stands for Christian Business Impact Groups. These are formed, both groups are formed with uh, Christian business people around the continent, and we meet for four hours once a month by video. And the purpose, purpose of the meeting, the purpose of the group is to help one another grow spiritually and, and uh, develop our businesses to greater impact. Anyway, if you'd like, if you think you might be interested in that, it's not for everybody. You know, it's, it's intense, and it's, and it's only for those who are really committed and looking for something to add to their life. So if you'd like to speak about that, you know, I'd be happy to talk with you. Send me an email at info at Dave Kale or Dave at DaveKale.com. And, uh, you know, indicate you want to talk and I'll reach out to you. We'll schedule a phone conversation and take 15 to 30 minutes and talk it over. Okay, see big Christian Business Impact Groups. Thanks. Bye-bye.